0: What is up, guys? This is Free Wine and Unleavened Bread. I'm your host, Dalton Locke, with David Overstreet. Hello. Ann Thorpe.
1: Hey, guys.
0: And unfortunately, Whitney Williamson is out with the bid. So she will not be joining us for the next three episodes because she's quarantining. Uh, be praying for her. We love her so much, and we can't wait to have her back. Uh, but in her place, we have a guest, and that is Katie Johansson.
2: Hello. Hello. <laughs> You for having me.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule of touring the world and jumping out of airplanes to join us for the <laughs> podcast. That is dramatic, but <laughs> did
2: not here about
0: that. Yeah <laughs> uh, Katie's a very uh, adventurous person. She's been to how many countries?
2: Uh I think ten. Ten. Wow. Something like that. That's
0: yes. a lot of countries.
2: Thank you. Yeah, I'm just trying to add to the list. Just trying to add to COVID the list. COVID has really put a damper on that, but it's yeah. saving me money, so that's where, okay. Where did
0: you plan on going in
2: 2020? Oh, man, it's going to make me a little sad, but I was supposed to go to Greece, France, Southern Italy, Spain, and Portugal. Wow. wow. Girl, that sounds you. amazing. Right. It does, but that's okay. God had other plans and so I stayed home. I saved money and we'll get there eventually.
0: There you go. Yeah. There you go. And didn't you even like meet your boyfriend last year, or was that or did y'all celebrate a one year anniversary last
2: year? Um, yeah. Our one year was in August. Oh, okay. So, so you had
0: already met him and been dating him for a yeah, while.
2: Yeah, I didn't meet him in Europe or anything. <laughs> 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 Nothing that fancy.
0: <laughs> gotcha well katie why do not you tell us a little bit about yourself
2: okay awesome um let's see i am 22 almost 23. um i'm from colorado originally so grew up there moved to tennessee when i was 15 i've been here about seven years um i have recently graduated with my bachelor's in social work and i'm working on my master's Um so i have a big passion for mental health um, and jesus um he's been a big part of my life for about three years now Um, And so just kind of navigating life um, with him and with my passions of mental health, traveling, all that good stuff. And, of course, you guys. Well, praise
0: the Lord for what he's doing in your life. Yep.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, Katie, didn't you tell us at one point that you um, were actually like a, not a hardcore feminist, but you had that mindset for a while? Yeah. Yeah
2: so do you want me to give you some backstory yeah go for it okay um let's see so i grew up in colorado like i said um and so i was 15 when i moved to tennessee so colorado as you might know is a very different culture um it's a lot more free-spirited a little bit less christian um lots of variety of people which is a great thing lots of diversity um and so it's i will say it shifts with the world um which, you know, a lot of American culture does anyway, regardless of what state you're in.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, and so when I became a Christian uh, about three years ago, so I was, what, 18, 19, um, I struggled with the balance of Christian beliefs and then my worldly views of the things I've always known. Um, and so... When I became a Christian, I had to really balance out these different beliefs. And I'm sure you guys have experienced that, too, um, if you maybe weren't a Christian growing up. Um, And so it was this – and I still feel it. It's a pull between the world and God. Um, So, like I said, my my background is in social work. And I love social work because it is all about acceptance. It's all about – providing dignity and respect to the vulnerable populations um and i think that's so synonymous with the bible and with what jesus wants us to do um love the downtrodden love the the hurting the homeless you know all that stuff um but at some point it's kind of like what where is where do my beliefs fall like where where are my boundaries those kinds of things um and so with the feminist stuff, I, you know, Christian culture has some, some different beliefs um, about modesty, about women being polite and kind and patient and all these things that a Christian woman might aspire to be, and I struggled with that. I'm outspoken, and I'm not patient, and I'm... Um, you know, I've, I've always stood up for people who are bullied. And so like I get angry, you know what I mean? And so I struggled with that and, um, just finding what God calls me to be, but not feeling like that's who I was, you know? So does that make sense at all?
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: totally. Do you ever, let me ask you this, Katie, do you ever get, um, so in the Bible it talks about women like during worship and stuff being, being silent. Um, how do you view women's roles in church? And do you ever get people to ask you about that? And what's your what are your thoughts?
2: So this is an interesting one because with our modern day, you know, of course there's qual- calls to equality, um, and I'm all for that. Um, I think women leadership in the church can be a great thing. Um, I think women can have roles um, – that can be very beneficial and helpful to the church. I think they can be pastors. I think they can, you know, lead in certain ways. Um, that being said, you know, we are called to be helpers as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know if I have a great answer for that. Um, I think that's more up to leadership of the church, how they want to go about that. Um, but I, <laughs> I think a woman is capable of it. It's right. just a matter of if God calls her to that.
3: hundred percent, yeah. And I think it, you could make a case that it's needed. Like, women, mm-hmm. women's leadership is definitely needed, especially in today's culture where there's so much, like, preach to women that's so unhealthy, as well as men, mm-hmm. like, as far as, like, body image and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it could be a good thing, but I yeah. just wanted to know your thoughts on that.
0: Yeah. Um, so, on this podcast, we're always mindful of the fact that there's going to be differing, differing views, and so we try mm-hmm. to make sure all views are kind of, you know, mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um. And to show that, like, we can all live in and agree, live and love each other, even if we disagree mm-hmm. on certain things. Yeah, um, tell me your thoughts. So, the Bible um, makes it clear that you know, women should be able to build up and lead other women, and that men should be able to do the same. Um, but first, personally, for me, I don't agree that women should be pastors. They may be capable, yes, um, and but. We didn't really prepare for this episode, so I don't have the verses in mind. Um, But for me specifically, you know, I'll just go with like the diagram that we have—the biblical diagram that we have—that of like marriage. So you have God, and then you have Christ, and then you have the husband, and then the wife. Doesn't mean that anybody. It doesn't mean that the the husband and the wife aren't equal to each other, but that there are roles. Mm -hmm. So the husband is supposed to love and submit to Christ as the authority. And then in a reflection of that, the wife submits lovingly to the husband. So if you think about the, the characters of God, you have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They're all equal to each other. None is lesser or greater than the other But they have Kind of like a Godhead Where one submits to the other And another submits to another So you have the Father Who has authority over the Son and the Holy Spirit And the Son and the Holy Spirit lovingly submit to Him Even though they are equal And then the Holy Spirit submits to both the Son and the Father um, And you have <laughs> In a loving way Because me restart that the father has authority over the son and the holy spirit and they both lovingly submit to him and then the son has authority over the holy spirit because He, we see in John that he can send the holy spirit out into the world with the father's authority um, and the holy spirit lovingly submits because he is both the father and the son they're all three they're all one mm-hmm. and we see re- a reflection of that here on earth so God, he creates man, and then he creates woman who is to be the helper for the man. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that they're not equal. They're made from the same flesh. But one it, one's role is to help while the other's role is to lead. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we see that same process for the church. Okay. Yeah. So the men who are lovingly submitting to Christ they lead the church and the women they help doesn't mean that they're not equal doesn't mean that one role is more important than the other it just means that there are two different roles that need to be filled mm-hmm. and god has specific characteristics to fill those roles because you you think about it a mother is nurturing more nurturing than a man mm-hmm. in most yeah. instances mm-hmm. yeah while men they we see in just all of creation that usually they're better not better they lead they lead not out of emotion providers they're providers right. yeah
1: i have actually i found the i found a couple of verses that you're kind of i think referencing okay um so first corinthians 14 34 through 35 says the woman should keep silent in the churches for they are not permitted to speak but should be in submission as the law also says there's anything they desire to learn let them ask their husbands at home for it is shameful for a woman to speak in church obviously it's not saying you can't say anything in church but like um well maybe first timothy kind of helps with that so yeah, first that's timothy, the one i was going
3: to reference but go ahead oh okay no, so
1: first timothy timothy 2 11 through 12 let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness i do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man rather she is to remain quiet so I was raised in a Baptist church and we were, I mean, I was taught too that women do not hold pastorship in a church. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, the man's authority to teach, you know? Um, And like you were saying, Dalton, it's not that men are better or anything. That's just kind of the role that they were given. Mm -hmm. And I think it is something like when you read these verses, it seems so black and white. Mm -hmm. But I think as I've gotten older... I don't know. I'm at a point where I, I really don't n- know yeah. where to stand on that because I've heard <clears throat> different things. Yeah, So and I don't know.
3: And it's gonna and it's interesting because like even today at the sermon, Pastor Corey was talking about how this book is always going to be counterculture.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Like always. Yeah. It was back then. It is today. And it, it's just it's hard to I don't know. It's hard to to justify that because like I said, it's not the way it's not culture it doesn't align with that so yeah Mm
0: -hmm. well um people uh, i hear so many people say that the bible is oppressive to women but if you view the way that jesus talked to women in the gospels yeah or if you if you look at the way that he talked to women in the gospels he treats them so much differently than society treated them Mm -hmm. i mean you think about it he first revealed his The mystery of himself, him being the Christ, the Messiah, to a woman who was labeled an adulterer because she had had five husbands and was sleeping with a sixth. And so this is somebody who generally would not be credible in this time because women... They they weren't held in high, high esteem, mm-hmm. but Jesus, like he chooses to reveal himself, who he who his character is, him being the Christ and the Messiah, to this woman, and there. Are, you have Mary, that he um, constantly like that he had fellowship with, um, and then Mary and then Martha and um, who was it? It was was it. Was it also Mary that, like, poured the perfume on him? hmm And so. he was, like... And she was being harassed. Uh, I don't think it's the right word, but that concept for pouring this expensive perfume on him. And she was... They were scolding her because this was an expensive perfume that she could have sold and used to, you know, help the poor or whatever. But it was... Yeah. But it was a genuine gift...
2: Mm-hmm.
0: To Christ, um, which even it if you get into the, the- theology of it, uh, she basically anointed him as king,
2: right. And so it was such that. a greater gift to it give was, that to Jesus than it could ever be right. to give it. And so
0: he says, others. "This will this will be proclaimed wherever the gospel is proclaimed."
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean, that's true. We're talking about it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so people don't read between the lines enough yeah they see what the commands are and what the rulings are and they're like
1: well the bible's oppressive then mm-hmm. and just like it, when it speaks of marriage how women are to submit to the husband but then they just kind of stick with that but it's also husbands love your wives as christ loved the church mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. like i'm glad as a woman i don't have to love someone as much as jesus loved the church yeah. like that's a huge commandment you know yeah i and
2: think
0: go ahead.
1: Sorry. Sorry, now
0: um, no, yeah, you good? you No, you have as much of a voice here. So,
2: <laughs> I, I see what you're saying, Ann. And I think it's interesting. Um, I think a lot of the time, the pressure kind of goes on the woman. I know the man has a lot of pressure to provide, and I, I totally get that. Um, but like you said, to honor and respect your husband and um, submit to your husband. And that tends to be, at least in my experience, and I might be a little... Um, jaded from from my past you know what i mean but um i think at times that pressure is on the woman to to submit and then the man kind of um gets the glory in that because they are the leader i think sometimes it can be taken advantage of and so um i think that's why it's so important and that's why jesus gives men commands too to honor and respect and love their wife um like christ loves the church um and as if both parties are doing that that's great but in the world that we're in, it's so twisted um, that, unfortunately, women are still stuck in a lot of um, these roles while men don't have to kind of do their part. Mm-hmm. I don't want to offend you guys with that. <laughs> no, well, no that's just, I, I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean,
3: a lot of guys aren't stepping up to the plate, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to, like, single, single motherhood rates in the United mm-hmm. States. Like, in the black community, it's, like, 75%. The white community is, like, almost 50%. Like... In the 60s, it was, like, 25% for whites and, like, less than that for blacks. So, it's, like, now it's, like, men are feeling the need to just walk out on their Why do on you think wives. that is? Why do you think it is? I think welfare has a lot to do with it, personally. Because if you look at the lines of when welfare started and single motherhood, like, it's parallel. So welfare
2: being like lower socioeconomic status or
3: no like well yes yeah, so like basically the government saying hey we'll play dad for you like we'll we'll give you the money and so dads are like well i don't need to stick around then because my wife's taken care of or my mm-hmm. whatever Same it like is Canada. yeah she's taken care of whereas before it was like there was this and i'm saying this for men like men need to do better um there was this responsibility Of stepping up to the plate and being a father that men used to take pride in and I feel like they don't anymore Mm. and it just makes it that much harder on women and so it was like you're saying we both we all have to do our part uh, whether we're a man or a woman but I think especially in this culture today it's the man that's not doing what they're supposed to be doing yeah and I think if you're in that kind of a relationship where the man is doing what Christ commands I think then It's like you want to be in that type. You don't mind submitting to that kind of man because he's the man Mm
2: -hmm. that God called him to be. That's a great point. And I think sometimes women maybe don't want to submit because men aren't um, leading in the way that they could. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how can you submit to somebody who's not taking care of the things they need to take care of? Exactly. Yeah.
0: Which is all the more reason to make sure that they're the type of person that would take yeah. care of those things before you marry them.
2: Equally mm-hmm. yoked, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, America today is just a little far from the from the Bible to. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's not the top of our priorities when we're looking for a for a significant other. Sometimes. Yeah, they're yeah. more
0: looking for sexual chemistry and mm-hmm. if the person is fun to be around or not. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah.
0: And that, unfortunately, those things just don't hold up. Nope. Chemistry is going to fall, Appearance, appearances change, um, sometimes tragedies happen. But, like, that's why you have to make sure that this person knows they need Christ more than they need you. And you need to make sure that you know you need Christ more than you need them. Mm-hmm. And then once you have that common goal, that common passion, then you can come together and you can grow in Christ and grow into the roles that God has called you to have.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. Yeah.
2: Do you the, mind if I go back to yeah, go the for scripture it. you brought up earlier? Um. Thank you for bringing that up. So I'm grateful for friends, you know, who are willing to just, and I think that's such a strength is to say, hey, like, I see what you're saying, but here's the scripture. I want to let you know, like, what this says. And for us as Christians to be willing and humble enough to, like, acknowledge the Bible. Um. I obviously need to um. brush up on my... um bible reading about you know (laughs) what the women's role is um but yeah i think um that's that's what i struggled with the most was um the submission thing and Mm -hmm. um just feeling i don't know it was it's just a hard um thing it was hard for me to like understand the submission thing and then um
1: the meek and the the patient and all that. Yeah. I understand as, like, a woman, like, I know for myself, like, I've always been very independent, and I like to kind of run the show. Mm -hmm. And I think when you are commanded to submit, like, it makes it almost feel like, oh, well, I can't be my own person, or I can't make my own choices, or, like, I don't know, to me, it almost felt like it was taking away independence. Mm -hmm. But, you know, doing it the way Jesus commands us to do, it's not taking away independence it's making us it's takes a lot of strength you know Mm -hmm. first off to not feel like oh i have to put my foot down and like run everything um but also if you're whether it's in a relationship or even at church and being under the men in the church um when it's done the right way not the way the world is having it be done you know um where men are taking advantage or whatever. Like it is, or a, just
0: it when it's done the right way, and men aren't doing it sinfully.
1: Yeah, not doing it simply, and have your best interests in mind. You know, it's not like oh, I want to do this my way, but like in a a marriage relationship, for example, like you're not submitting to someone that's just after their own selfish desires. You know, like in that marriage, hopefully it's for both of you. Like mm-hmm. what's best for both of you. I feel like I kind of went off on a tangent on that, but um. I can't remember what I was trying to get to, but... I think you were
0: going back to church.
1: Yeah, I was going back to church, but then I lost it. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you
2: guys think that looks like in, like, friendships between males and females or dating relationships? Obviously Mm. marriages. God gives us a a pretty good definition. Um, What do you guys think that, as men, you need to look for in a woman who's willing to be kind of the first corinthians 13 girl you know (laughs)
0: um well i also think of proverbs 31 um so proverbs 31 uh starting at verse 10 it pretty much gives you all of these examples of what a godly woman is um and it's not somebody who is weak it's not Mm -hmm. somebody who is just doing whatever it is they're told yeah, it's somebody who has their own strengths, knows how to use those strengths, but is still a submissive wife in the fact that she has surrendered her life to her husband, in the same way her husband should have surrendered, surrendered his life to Christ. Um, but it's it's it, it. As much as this tells you what a, what a godly woman looks like, it tells you how to cultivate. It tells a man how to cultivate those skills. Right in his wife yeah you can't just expect somebody to have all these attributes figured out you've got to help them yeah you know reach for these it's, it's it's a good example of what you can be working for um i kept trying to turn to it but i was getting distracted but what i was saying <laughs> um let's see i'm just gonna read it an excellent wife who can find she is far more precious than jewels the heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain she does him good and not harm all the days of her life she seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands she is like the ships of a merchant uh, she brings her food from an alt- from afar she rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens she considers a field and buys it with the fruit of her hand she plants a vineyard she dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong she perceives that her merchandise is profitable her lamp does not go out at night she puts her hands to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle she opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy she is not afraid of snow for her household for all her household are clothed in scarlet which was a really expensive kind of color to have back then um she makes bed coverings for herself her clothing is fine linen and purple her husband is known at the in the gates where he sits among the elders of the land she makes linen garments and sells them she delivers sashes to the merchant strength and dignity are her clothing and she laughs at the time to come she opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue she looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness her children rise up and call her blessed her husband also and he praises her Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her works praise her in the gates. So, this touches on what you were kind of saying is that not enough women, not enough men, husbands, give their wives credit. Like the whole third, last third of this is talking about her being praised. By her That's husband at the gates um, But also This says she's strong She clothes herself with strength and dignity, dignity.
2: That's People, hard to do in a world like today
0: It, it is um, But it it seems like It would contradict everything that the New Testament mm-hmm. sa- Has to say about women But we know that the Bible does not Contradict itself Right. So that just means that our perception Of what we're understanding In the New Testament is skewed
2: Mm-hmm.
3: yeah
0: we've got to come at it with this kind of mindset okay if she can clothe herself with strength and dignity how that does that way? look in submission
2: mm-hmm. right interesting I like that and I, I think that's a good way to uh, if if a woman might feel like like in spouse, spousal abuse or something mm-hmm. to still have strength and dignity um, would mean to you know not submit to that kind of thing mm-hmm. um but, of course, within bounds, like, you know, does that make sense at all?
0: Yeah, <laughs> it does. And if you think about it, um, so think about the way that Christ came into this world. He was the humblest of the humble. He came, he was born in a manger. He, um, when he came into Jerusalem the week, uh, or palm, on Palm Sunday, he came in riding on a donkey. Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. Very humble
0: very humble what about when the holy spirit came into the world after his resurrection at pentecost
2: what are you asking
0: so christ he came he was humble
2: uh-huh.
0: the holy spirit who is the helper came in with okay. power
2: mm-hmm. okay
0: he came in loudly so when he came so when he came down into uh mm-hmm. the upper room with the disciples. There was a loud, violent noise, like wind, mm-hmm. and then there were tongues of fire. It, it was a. It was an, It was a scene, sort of. Yeah. But he's still in submission to Christ. He's still pointing all the glory to Christ.
1: Yeah, that's good. Interesting connection. So, that like, is very interesting.
0: I just. We are everything is supposed to be a reflection of Christ, mm-hmm. of God, of the Godhead. All the glory to Christ. And so, all these things that were commanded in the New Testament, it's meant to point back to Christ. And so, if you can find that, then you can finally, then you can usually see the way it's supposed to be done for us, or it's supposed to look.
2: Yeah.
0: As we're going about it. Yeah. Sorry, that was a bit of a tangent. No,
1: No, that was good. That was really (laughs) really
0: good. And
3: if I could just say something just about like kind of you were asking about the dating relationship and stuff, I hate how this language is always associated with weakness and like i don't know about like when you first started dating garrison what attracted you to him was it his obedience to god like the way that he how strong his faith was like and i feel like i know what me as a guy like that's attractive in women Mm -hmm. i want to date like right if i see their obedience level is very high and that they're humble and that they're also very strong at the same time there is a strength in that and that is attractive and you want to follow that and you want to like i know not all guys are like this but you know that that is something that's attractive and like i said i hate that it's always associated with like weakness Mm. but
2: interesting well and so you be you saying that it's associated with weakness maybe we can look at and I hate to go back to the submission thing, but as a woman or as a man submitting to Jesus and um, your higher authority, like submission can be seen almost like in our weakness. He is strong. Right. Yeah. And so we're glorifying him in our obedience, in our submission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, in relationships, um, none of us are perfect. I mean, I've it's a constant struggle. It's a constant prayer for me to, um, like I said, like try to sift out my worldly beliefs and go back to the bible and scripture um and so yeah when garrison and i started dating um i was working on that part of me trying to figure out you know what parts do i need to let go of to um let god in um but yeah absolutely i think when you're looking for a significant other the equally up thing is very important and if they're pursuing god that's attractive absolutely and it's hard because like we were talking about earlier the world just that's not our priority anymore, you know? Yeah. Um, and you were saying something earlier. Oh, when you were reading... Um, Proverbs. Proverbs 31, yeah, um, about all the roles and stuff. Wow, that is so great. Um, you know, now we're in a society where women work 40 hours a week and so do men. And so all those responsibilities are still on the women, which is not a bad thing, but it's a lot... It's hard when you work 40 hours a week you take care of a baby you take care of the house you prepare the house and because of gender roles and things like that um that falls on the woman so I wish we had a society where (laughs) where women were able to do that without having to carry 40 hours a week as well Mm -hmm. you know what I mean but unfortunately that's just not
1: where we are yeah and I think that comes to with the men loving the wife as the church like Mm -hmm. you see that obviously the woman has a lot going on like you help out Yeah. Yeah. And isn't that
0: a sacrificial love?
1: Of course. Yeah.
0: So it's covered in the Bible Mm -hmm. right there.
1: And I
2: think the Bible, like sometimes we kind of twist what the Bible says, take advantage of it. Um, You know, men, while women are the helpers and the caregivers, and like you said, they're nurturing. The man is still the parent just as much as the mom is, you know, and so that's where, um, you know, you have a baby. You're not babysitting your kid just because you're the dad. You're taking care of your kid, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something we've kind of lost sight of, too. I don't know if you guys have a difference in opinion on that. but
0: My thing is that, yes, both of them are supposed to parent the child. I just think that both parents have different strengths.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So
0: where I say that the mother is more nurturing, yeah, the father is usually more discerning, I would say, in a case. So if you... Take if you for the sake sake of example, a child who has just hurt themselves in some way doing something they shouldn't have done, the mother comes in and you know takes care of the wound and the fact that the child is hurt, but the father comes in and says why did why were you doing this you've been told not to do this certain act now you're hurt, and so i know that's not a like an in stone example i know that it's different with any occasion sometimes the mother is more discerning than the father is because so so often the father is the fun parent (laughs) that i hear anyway um but it's just that we have our natural strengths Mm -hmm. and so you've got to be able to play off of each other Yeah. yeah that's where i was kind of going with that when i mentioned that earlier but
2: sure
1: yeah, I feel like that would, like, um, a woman would have an easier time connecting emotionally to her child or whatever. And the husband would have an easier time connecting, like, realistically mm-hmm. like to the circumstance, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah.
2: So I think it's always good to check that with scripture, of course. But do you think you guys could get in the habit of not being emotionally available if you fall back on that stereotype?
0: Oh, absolutely. That's where I always say that God is a God of balance. He, because there, there are so many things where it's like, if you go, if you lean too far to one way, then you're legalistic. If you lean too far yeah. the other way, mm-hmm. then you're lukewarm. Yeah. And so it, it, it's a balance. It's always a balance. It's always, you have mm-hmm. to walk in step with the spirit. Yeah. You have to make sure that you are in check with the spirit. And that's why a prayer life is so important. That's why it's so important to stay in the word.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's so, why it's so important to be held re- accountable by the church. hmm and to one another
2: interesting I like it so
0: um but guys we are out of time for this episode so um does anybody have anything they want to leave the listeners with just keep seeking the truth just keep seeking the truth the world
2: is confusing (laughs) the world is confusing and (laughs) it's
0: like David said the bible is always going to counter culture
2: yeah and I, I gotta check myself with that for sure
0: yeah but more than that, always love each other. Lift up each other in their burdens and see if you can't grow together. You know, whatever the opinions are, because that's yeah. all we want to do. We want to start conversations. Talk
2: about
0: it, yeah. 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 Alright guys, well you guys have a good week. We will see you next week on Free Wine and Unleavened Bread.